You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. This podcast is sponsored by This.Labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Modern Web Podcast. We are super excited to have some awesome folks from the Native Script community on today. So I wanted to go ahead and introduce a few folks. We have Stan Amira from the engineering team on Native Script. And then we have Nathan Walker, who does a lot of amazing things for the community, uh, is one of the co-founders of a company called NStudio. And then we have TJ, who does developer relations for progress focused on NativeScript. So welcome, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, I'm familiar with NativeScript. I've used it before, and I, I'm really excited because I actually really love the technology and uh, being able to develop in it. But maybe we can start off with just giving a brief introduction to what is NativeScript for the folks who don't know. Yeah, so I can start there. So NativeScript, if you haven't heard of the, the framework at all, Basically, the simplest way I can explain it is it's a technology that lets you use JavaScript to drive native iOS and native Android apps. So if you've done any sort of iOS or Android development, you're probably familiar with how that usually works. Usually, you're using Xcode and writing Swift to build for iOS. You're using Android Studio and Java to build for Android. Well, with NativeScript, your approach is a little bit different. Instead, you're using JavaScript code but at the end of the day, you're still getting a native Android and a native iOS code base. So the real magic of NativeScript is basically a technology that lets JavaScript actually build those apps from one code base. And the idea is that we're trying to make JavaScript developers' lives really as easy as possible or bring as many familiar tools that JavaScript developers may already know and make them available for native iOS and native Android. So this includes things like TypeScript or Angular support, or we've been working with the Vue community. We use NPM for dependency management, Webpack for optimization. So a lot of these tools that you associate with JavaScript development, but you don't normally associate with iOS or Android development. So that's what we try to make possible. Awesome. And uh, of course, everybody always has the question, um, when looking at technologies, how is it different from something like React Native? So I think the, the biggest difference right off the top is at the framework level. So React Native, as its name sort of implies, is built off of React. With NativeScript, we're in a way a little bit lower level in that NativeScript is not coupled to any specific JavaScript framework. So you can use what's called NativeScript Core, which is basically just the, uh, the dependent or the, I guess, minimal dependency version of NativeScript, where you're not actually using a JavaScript framework, but instead just using some lower-level NativeScript APIs. But we also offer support for Angular and also for Vue.js. So if you do like those frameworks, you can use those alongside of NativeScript. And to sort of take a step back, I think when you're talking about NativeScript versus React Native, certainly if you were organizing frameworks, you would certainly put NativeScript and React Native into the same bucket. 
Uh, what they're doing at a high level is very similar. Both their technologies that let you use JavaScript to run iOS or Android apps. So the first difference is at the framework level. I think that's sort of the easier one. But either Mira or Nathan, do you want to dive into some of the little more technical sides of where the frameworks differ? You want to chime in here at all? We always love to hear from Stan Amira. Stan Amira, go ahead. Yeah, sure. So another big difference that comes to my mind is that, uh, just to say that I'm not a React Native expert, but uh, with NativeScript, you have 100% uh, access to the native APIs to Android and iOS. And with that said, you can use any Android or iOS library out there in your NativeScript apps directly. And in React Native, it's a bit different because you have to write some kind of wrappers around uh, the native APIs in order to be able to use them. And that's one difference that comes to my mind. And what else? I don't know. Nathan, have you actually built uh, some stuff with React Native? That I, I have, actually. So I'll say probably the biggest thing is kind of the ergonomics. Like uh, from a developer standpoint, when you're developing um, something that's unique with NativeScript is this uh, kind of raw access to the native API. So there really isn't a wrapper. Um, so when you develop against any feature on iOS or Android, you really are developing against um, that hardware, if you will. Um, so the ergonomics are different in that sense. Um, so TJ is very right in saying it's kind of a, a level lower um, than React Native because you're you're kind of dealing on the um, direct API level. Um, in that uh, same vein, it's also synchronous. So as you access those APIs, they're synchronous. Um, and you get back uh, objects that are marshaled in real time from the native platform. And I'd say that's probably a big difference to uh, React Native because React Native, you are uh, generally shuttling a message and getting back an object. Um, and currently, it had been asynchronous, but uh, they're doing some uh, work to make a synchronous layer currently, which may have similar um, implications like uh, native script, but I don't think the ergonomics will be the same. That's super cool. And you know, one of the reasons we bring this up is not because it's a framework, you know, war or anything like that, but more because I think uh, it's really cool to understand how the different technologies work under the hood. And uh, I know that I get this question a lot of, I mean, you know, who doesn't, right? What's the difference between Vue and Angular? What's the difference between React? You, you, you know, a, a metaphor uh, kind of comes to mind when I think of the two. And like when you develop for the browser, you think uh, what's awesome and that we all love about JavaScript is you write it in JavaScript. It runs, of course, in Chrome, runs in Firefox, runs in IE. And of course, the browser, you know, they seem like these different um, uh, areas that you're targeting that your c code can run on, but you're writing in this singular um, language, which is JavaScript, right? NativeScript kind of has that same spirit, if you will, for iOS and Android. So um, if you're ever developing for both those platforms, it's uh, it's very it's, it can be time consuming and also can be um, a little frustrating because philosophies are so different uh, between the two platforms. And so NativeScript kind of brings that JavaScript spirit to that development for iOS and Android because it gives you a singular um, language and components that you can code against iOS and Android in a similar way. Yes. I do love it. I, I, I remember how easy it was for me to get started in um, Angular, just doing NativeScript and Angular together. It was, it was very nice. Um, 
So there have been, uh, you guys have, you know, the team has been doing a lot lately. And I know there's been, um, I think there's new releases coming, but I think there was just a more recent release. I don't know if you all want to talk about that. I know, um, TJ, you said that you might want to talk about code sharing. Yeah, so I can sort of intro this topic, and I know the other two on this call could talk about this pretty extensively. So I, I think I'll just sort of introduce this and let those two take it from there. But a long time, basically, in technology times, you know, two years feels like forever. But uh, a while ago, we introduced uh, compatibility with NativeScript with Angular. Um, we announced it at ng-conf a few years ago, and it was because there was enormous demand from our community that they wanted to be able to use a front-end uh, framework that they knew that they're familiar with to build with native script. And part of the reason behind that is people wanted the ability to actually directly share code between their web apps and their native apps. After all, it's one language. And if you're using, for example, Angular, there's even one framework or one series of APIs that you're coding to. So there's really no reason why you can't use your code uh, on these two different platforms, especially when you're talking things like services or model objects or these sorts of things. The, the code is, in most cases, literally identical. So the actual act of making that happen, though, has been an interesting story because you have to, you know, if you're, and I should say from a higher level, uh, another thing that came up pretty much immediately after we announced this is a lot of people, and Nathan especially here, were trying to build projects that let you build all for all these platforms from one code base, meaning you have one project and out of that project, you can spit out a web app, you can spit out an iOS app, and you can spit out an Android app. Now, some of the challenges with that has been, okay, well, when you do need to branch your code, where is the stuff that's specifically for web and native and how do those fit in there? How are we going to approach this? So the thing we announced fairly recently is that we've been working with the, with the Angular team to basically build in compatibility with the Angular CLI to do some of this for you. So if you use ng-new, you build a new Angular app, there's now some conventions and some APIs that you can use to build for all three platforms from one code base. So that's sort of what's new. And I think I'm gonna, I've been talking for a while here, so I'm gonna turn it over to these other two. Uh, Nathan, maybe you could talk next about uh, sort of, because uh, I know you've been involved with some of these projects that have tried to make this happen over the years. Yeah, I think for myself, um, I was, uh, Brief, brief, uh, short story. Portland, Oregon, uh, was with a startup, and we were doing WinForms on top of JavaScript and shuttling messages to a desktop application, and it worked really well. But it obviously was a, a maintenance nightmare, right? So um, there had always been this excitement for JavaScript to kind of be the solution for bridging a lot of these uh, technologies together, and in that startup. Uh, for myself, really saw a lot of uh, opportunities with JavaScript and, and hopefulness um, that we could bring that all together. So I think uh, we were also doing mobile apps, but we were doing pure Objective-C. This was maybe um, 10 years ago. Um, so at the same time, uh, we had all this JavaScript code. And so, yeah, I think when, when NativeScript came out, I remember um, being pretty excited about this uh, immediate uh, possibility that uh, you could also bring together mobile in together with even um, other things that, that you were doing on the web. And so um, uh, I would say when Angular 2 came out and it was cross-platform ready and you could bring these together, that kind of naturally evolved this, uh, this excitement where Angular could kind of serve as this solid base 
of um, JavaScript or TypeScript. Uh, and of course, NativeScript has been written in TypeScript since uh, day one, I believe. Stan American speak more to that. But um, so this idea that you could bring them all together was just really exciting. And I think that's just kind of evolved into this story of code sharing, which is probably one of the uh, really exciting aspects of NativeScript because, um, again, that singular approach, the consistency to the language <laughs> using JavaScript uh, slash TypeScript to code um, your projects, but also be able to target um, best-of-class performance on these uh, various deployments is just something that's really uh, exciting. And Stan Amir, you, you might uh, speak a little bit to, um, actually, I'm real other curious with TypeScript when the native team started with TypeScript. I, this was before uh, Angular or the, the modern rewrite of Angular, or was it somewhere right in the same time frame? Oh, I couldn't really hear the question. Can you repeat it? Sure. So TypeScript, the choice to use TypeScript with the NativeScript framework, did that come prior to um, Angular's rewrite and uh, the decision to use TypeScript there? Because I know at the time there was something called AtScript, and I was curious if that was even a, a thing that you all had looked at. And I know you are uh, probably haven't been there since day one, but maybe you know some of that. Yeah, that was actually a decision that was made before my time in NativeScript, but uh, I know that we decided to use TypeScript before any other framework started using it. So NativeScript was basically the first big framework out there to, uh, to be developed in TypeScript. And um, I'm not sure what was the exact reason, but I think most of the uh, team members, the people who built NativeScript, were uh, writing uh, C-sharp before that. So coming into the JavaScript world, uh, having Type safety and classes and interfaces and stuff like that was really a better option than writing plain JavaScript, especially when you know that you're going to be building a huge framework with a really large code base. And you know that uh, type safety is something that really matters to you. So if, if everyone out there can uh, relate uh, to this real quick and, and figure that the NativeScript team's been writing with TypeScript. Um, probably in pre 1.0 when they were still uh, forming TypeScript a bit. And you can imagine the trials and tribulations they went through uh, oh, yeah. as, as TypeScript had matured uh, over time. So th these are hardened engineers over there. So it's it's funny because back in, I, I, I want to say, so NativeScript first was released in March of 2015. That was sort of the public beta. And I have I got involved with NativeScript a little bit before we went live. And I remember, I, I still have the email I wrote, I made an argument vehemently arguing against TypeScript, that TypeScript was the wrong move. I made this argument that like TypeScript's this like Microsoft thing and Microsoft's not cool with the JavaScript world. And it's funny because I could not, time has proven me so wrong, right? In terms of like everything, <laughs> everything that I said, like TypeScript since I sent that has just been on the skyrocket. Because my argument was things like, no one really knows TypeScript, right? I don't want to be using this niche thing for NativeScript because I want it to have broad appeal and the JavaScript community doesn't know TypeScript and things like that. And over time, type, I mean, TypeScript's rise has been crazy and it's still going up and the tooling has gotten better. And now I look at it 
is TypeScript's basically a necessity for most of the development I do nowadays. So it's funny how things can change in a short amount of time. Bringing that into um, NativeScript and uh, this ability to access the or the synchronous ability to access the native platforms, um, the typing is is really important there, as as most might imagine, because a lot of the languages that are being interacted with uh, with NativeScript, Objective C, Swift, and uh, Java and Kotlin, th those are typed languages. So, yeah, the the TypeScript base uh, layer um, to access those is definitely probably critical to NativeScript. Uh, yeah. Success and evolution. Totally, yeah. And I think that the best thing about TypeScript is really the tooling, and of course VS Code, which basically supports TypeScript since the beginning. And I know I'm not sure which one came first, but they're really a great couple. Yeah, it even it even plays into as well because with NativeScript, another thing we've talked about is the the difference between NativeScript and React Native and when we were talking there, one of the big differences is that we allow you to access raw iOS and Android APIs directly in your code. So in React Native, I, I think to set the stage for people that are less familiar is, suppose you're building in your iOS or your Android app and you need some API that's like very custom, like you find something on the internet, you need your iOS app to do, I don't know, some, give me an example, somebody. What's a, what's a random iOS-y thing you might need to do? Mess with the status bar, right? You see like, hey, my status bar needs to be this color. Looks like there's some Swift APIs for doing this. So in React Native, typically your approach to do this is they have these, these APIs that are sort of kind of known as the bridge that you essentially write Objective-C or Swift code. You write ways of communicating between JavaScript and Swift uh, going back and forth. So your JavaScript would sort of tie into the native code back and forth. Well, in NativeScript, you have the ability to just straight up access those APIs right in your TypeScript code. Um, the, if the iOS APIs exist, they're sitting right there for you. So you don't have this disconnect between your TypeScript code and your native code over here. But the challenge and why I'm bringing it up now is that you know, most JavaScript TypeScript developers don't know iOS or Android APIs. These are unfamiliar APIs. These aren't things that they know what they are. So the fact that we're using TypeScript means you get a lot of the same code completion that you would get if you were working in something like Xcode or Android Studio or Visual Studio, or it makes the native script development more like the IDEs you'd be used to to be doing native development. So in a way, it's it's almost a TypeScript's almost a necessity for working within the native script architecture and the fact that you have access to those APIs when you need them. Face ID is a good example of this. When um, iPhone X came out and there's the face ID support, this is an example of a native platform feature that comes out with a brand new phone. Uh, and of course, both vendors love to come out with these brand new hardware features. Um, and there's these new APIs with the iOS updates that come out that allow you to access these things. Um, because NativeScript has this direct access, you have that zero day um, uh, support and ability to access that new API the day it comes out. And so Face ID is, is an example of that. You know, the second that device came out and there was Face ID, you could access that and interact with that feature that day. Oh my gosh, there's so many exciting things to know, I think, about native script and the new things. And I, I, again, I feel like the team there has been uh, so amazing at just continuously pushing, pushing the ball forward and everything. Um, what was the what's the deal with native script and view these days? So the 
Right now with DataScript and Vue, so I guess the, the broader perspective here is that you know, DataScript, we're not coupled to any specific framework. So if any framework out there that is not tied to the DOM or HTML, because in, in NativeScript, we're using native user interfaces. So you can't use things like jQuery with NativeScript because jQuery is a DOM-based framework. Um, you can't use Angular 1 with NativeScript because it's, it's DOM-based. But any framework that is not tied to the DOM, so that includes Angular, that includes React, that includes Vue, can be used with NativeScript. It's just a matter of writing the code to, to make these sort of things possible. So with Angular, you know, back two years ago, we had enormous demand. So we built the Angular integration in-house. And Mira was a big part of making that happen. And that's something that we maintain in an official capacity to this day. Vue actually started as a community initiative. So it's kind of a fun open source story that you, know, you put this, this framework out there, and the number of people from the Vue community found it, thought, hey, it would be cool if NativeScript worked with Vue and just basically hit the ground running with that. And that's sort of where that is today. But uh, NativeScript Vue has been growing in popularity uh, by quite a bit recently. So uh, we've started to put some uh, resources on NativeScript specifically on helping NativeScript Vue happen, uh, help uh, block or help the team when they hit uh, blocking issues and so forth. And uh, basically, we're just watching, uh, watching it grow, seeing more and more people use Vue. That's, that's kind of amazing that I can be enabled for anything. And I, I'm pretty sure, and I, I can't remember, maybe you all can correct me if I'm wrong, but the native script view uh, path kind of happened because somebody somebody, somebody from the community kind of decided to, to do it anyways. Was that kind of how it began or? Yep, it's uh, Igor. Can anybody pronounce his last name? I don't want to butcher it <laughs> on a podcast. Um, Nathan, you're gonna take a shot at it. I see Nathan's <laughs> face. Nathan can butcher it. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I've actually mispronounced it uh, with him before. Go on. Go on. <laughs> but anyways, um, pretty amazing story. That basically he just took it without necessarily any help from us initially, and just wanted to see if he could make the the framework happen. And like I said, the raw APIs are all there with NativeScript. I mean, if you if you dig in deep enough, NativeScript's APIs are pretty low level, and there's a lot that you could build on top of it. I think the challenge is the reason why, because another question we get a lot is, well, why don't you support React? And why don't you support Ember? And why don't you support, you know, insert five other JavaScript frameworks is that there is also a lot of effort from just a straight documentation perspective, a maintenance perspective, uh, templates. I mean, there's there's a lot of work that goes in from our end to supporting these frameworks, especially in some sort of official capacity. So I think our stance right now has been, you know, we've taken on Angular. Angular is going to be a, a framework that we support. And we're also offering, like, if if anybody else is, wants to make framework support happen in NativeScript, we're happy to, to help them make that happen and to, you know, clear blocking issues and such. And that's sort of the stance we've taken with NativeScript view and um, I mean, so far it's working out pretty well. If, if I could segue that back for a moment to Angular for a moment, I will say that uh, I was an Angular developer before I got into NativeScript, and um, that integration was uh, what really piqued my interest initially. Um, and what's what's really exciting about working with um, Angular and NativeScript together is that when uh, when you're developing with it, it feels just like natural Angular development. Um, 
all of the bindings, um, even with the view, even though you're dealing with a slightly different markup there because you're not dealing with the DOM, your approach to development is the same in terms of uh, the rich component, building the service architecture that you can build in with Angular, the routing, um, all that's integrated in. So it does feel very natural, I think, to most uh, Angular developers. And I'll always say one of the most underutilized features of uh, Angular and NativeScript together is uh, directives. There's so many uh, exciting opportunities to do really interesting um, feature work uh, just by utilizing Angular directives on top of NativeScript views. There's also, I just we just did one as a team uh, yesterday related to a blur effect, and it's just amazing some of the effects and things you can do with just Angular directives in NativeScript. I want to see more in terms of directives for native and web too. I think that's like you because directives are cross-platform sort of by definition, and there's no reason that you couldn't like define an API and then implement it twice. So it's I think the possibilities are pretty cool. They are, and and they can even be platform specific too. And I, that's a thing. Like you, uh, you could have a directive that even was specifically for iOS, uh, iOS that tapped in, and you could make a, a layout container actually do all sorts of um, platform-specific effects and that sort of thing with just directives. But um, certainly, Angular and, and NativeScript is is a strong combo. I know Jen's been taking the NativeScript in Vue uh, much further, and I know Igor's been uh, the main contributor uh, for NativeScript Vue, and so, yeah, I, I've been curious on um, routing in NativeScript Vue. Do, do Stan Amirat and TJ, do y'all know about routing in, in Vue? So my uh, the latest I've heard is, like you said, we, we're trying to integrate it with the the sort of Vue conventions. And I'm not from the Vue world, but I think it's the like Vuex router. And I think that's the, the major upcoming feature with the next release is trying to integrate it with that. Uh, but I'm not intimately familiar with where that's at. But I know the plan The plan is to make it work the same with Angular. So at NativeScript Angular, basically the same router you use for your native apps can, or for your web apps can more or less be used for your native apps, pretty much. There's some trivial differences in terms of like your iOS or Android app, maybe you want uh, different native transitions, uh, maybe some different configurations, but the APIs are about the same. And I know that's the plan for you to make the same thing happen, but I'm not, you know, sure on the exact progress. Stan Amir, I'm curious uh, from the internal team's perspective, as far as maintaining and supporting these uh, frameworks, it, are there are there different segments of the team focused on each integration? How, how it must be a challenge to balance um, the resources across the framework support. Um, curious, any any insight there? Yeah, we do have uh, different teams or different people working on the different aspects of the framework, obviously. I am mostly working on the integration with Angular. And uh, my team, that's the modules team, is working on the TypeScript abstraction over the native APIs. And we're also maintaining the Webpack plugin and things like that. So we've been involved in the code sharing uh, story because that's uh, really tied to Angular. And we also have uh, a few other teams. We're actually quite a lot of people now that they think of it, around 20, 25 people on the core teams and maybe 20 more that are working on tooling. So yeah, it needs to be pretty big. 
we have uh, another two teams that are working on the NativeScript runtime, the Android runtime or and the iOS runtime. We have a team that's uh, dedicating for um, supporting plugins and helping our community build more plugins and develop the ecosystem around NativeScript. And yeah, I think uh, we have some people from the team that are starting more and more to help uh, with the view integration and especially the routing that you mentioned. And there is a pretty big release coming in NativeScript view. I think it's 2.0. Yeah, I'm not really into the view world either. One thing that impresses me about Progress and, and NativeScript and what's supported here is that portions of their team are just as knowledgeable about um, iOS, uh, Swift, and even Java and Kotlin. And they send folks to these conferences to be up to date on the latest of what's coming out. And I know uh, recently two members from their team were at WWDC. And it's it's just impressive that uh, their approach is to be as up-to-date and cutting-edge on all of those technologies for the purpose of making sure that uh, TypeScript and JavaScript ability to access those is as tight as possible. Um, it's impressive. It's one of the challenges with just working in this space is that you, you almost have to have expertise in iOS, Android, and the web world. So you also have to know really in-depth how the Angular framework works, how Webpack works, which we use fairly extensively. I see Mira smiling because she's she's very familiar with how deep our knowledge goes there. And it's challenging in the sense that, I mean, we get people asking questions and having issues in really all levels of those spaces, right? So you could have someone that hits some weird issue working with iOS simulators or someone can't get a specific Android SDK up and running. So the team in a way is segmented in a way to try to have expertise in those individual areas. And then we try to abstract that so your actual end user that's using it doesn't necessarily need to be an expert in any of those spaces. Because that's really the value proposition of native script is we don't want to force you to necessarily be an expert in all of this. And we want to make iOS or Android as easy as we reasonably uh, can, or at least uh, try to make your, your, your life a little bit easier when you're building for these platforms. But from an internal perspective, that can be challenging at times, to say the least. Mary, can you tell us about NativeScript 5.0? Oh yeah, that's a big thing. So I think we haven't announced that officially, but uh, we have a major release coming uh, at the end of October, right, TJ? Yes. Yeah. Cool, so we have a lot of exciting new things that we're working on currently. I'm not sure if we can share a lot about some of the secret things, but uh, we're definitely looking in, into developing more the code sharing story, also improving the getting started experience. So um, you won't have to have any native setup for Android or iOS. You just will have the native script CLI and uh, you can start using uh, native script just with one uh, node package. And yeah, I think we have plenty of new features. Whoa, 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 what did you say? <laughs> um, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this along the lines of like a Docker container or is this like a two gigabyte NPM package? <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> um, 
Okay, I can share a bit more about it. So we have these uh, native script playgrounds, which is basically something like a web IDE that allows you to develop your app uh, in the browser and then sync it uh, to your app. So we want to have a similar experience with uh, the native script CLI that uh, you just install on your machine and then you can start building the app and the app is synced on your phone automatically and uh, the app is already pre-built and you just change the JavaScript parts of it or add some new plugins and stuff. Wow, oh. very cool. Yeah, that's going to make me so happy because I, it just makes it, oh, yes. Can we have it now? So yeah. I'll mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Mira just totally committed, TJ. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. End of, end of October, write it in stone. You got a couple good beta testers right here, so <laughs> that's exciting. Nathan's like, give it to me now. Early. We'll, we'll help clear. No, that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Stanimer. And really, too, it like a lot of the the most common issues we have with people starting with NativeScript is just starting getting started using NativeScript. So in terms of um, you know, Android and iOS can be complicated places, and because we're using uh, NativeScript at the end of the day is spitting out iOS and Android apps. Like we're not doing, you know, web apps that look iOS and Android. And like, no, they're native apps. They're .apk files for Android. They're .ipa files for for iOS. And that means we have to go through the exact same setup that iOS and Android developers have to because we're using the exact same build tools. And that means Android SDK installation. That means Xcode. That means uh, Gradle. You know, just CocoaPods. All these things. I'm thinking of off the top of my head and that can be challenging for someone to set up because we're mostly talking to web developers and JavaScript developers and they don't probably have a full Android development environment set up and ready to go. And so the idea behind Playground is just, we wanna make it easy. We just code locally and be able to see that app instantly on your device without having to mess with any of that. And I mean, eventually you will have to go through the, the full setup at some point when you get to the production state of your app when you're actually ready to go to the app stores. We don't want that to get in your way when you're just trying to see how Hello World works in native script and tinker with a few plugins. We might touch on this just a moment, and that is the, the native development background and the understanding of that. And of course, the playground being kind of a push to abstract some of that um, away. There are times, and I, I think it goes, this is a similarity with um, React Native, and that is that understanding some bits about the platform you're developing for um, can be beneficial at times. Um, and I'd say that's probably one of the more challenging aspects that most uh, purists from the web uh, community coming into it um, will run into um, because there are aspects to it that um, having some bit of understanding on iOS, the platform itself, and how it handles things, um, things like the notifications and um, how it uh, shuttles some messaging around whenever you want to do some um, deeper integrations. Um, also, like the animation frameworks natively on both Android and iOS. You know, iOS has a, a pretty sophisticated animation framework that's matured as well over, over a long period of time. And like core graphics, uh, you know, when you're talking Cocoa uh, and these in these things that have kind of matured, um, NativeScript is, is interacting with those. Um, and so there are some integrations that you get into, uh, depending on how deep um, you go with your development for those platforms that certainly understanding some bits about that 
um, are beneficial. Um, but what's exciting about NativeScript in that sense is that even if you are new to some of those paradigms, it kind of introduces you um, to some of those in such a way uh, that could be uh, friendlier um, because you're 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 getting some IntelliSense against some of those things um, because it's using TypeScript, so you can actually explore this kind of entirely new world. Um, it's like dropping in a brand, a, a totally different browser in a way. Um, and you get this IntelliSense against this whole new world that uh, is, is totally new. And of, of course, it's been around for a long time now. Um, but there's just a lot to uh, experiment and play with once you get into a native script because you got IntelliSense against all these APIs that just were not at your fingertips before. Yeah, I, and I mostly tell most people that with native script, I mean, we try to abstract away the messy parts of iOS or Android or the more complicated parts. And we usually tell people to stick to the happy path, at least to start, right? Like native script, you're not necessarily writing iOS or Android code by default. You're writing in these cross-platform abstractions that we create with native script. But as Nathan says, having that native development expertise will pay off in a big way. So it's things like being able to step outside of the box with native script to really customize your app. Well, if you know how some of these APIs work, you'll be able to do far more powerful things. I mean, in native script, we can only abstract so much. And knowing the raw power of these native platforms can really help. And I'd say also that it's not just in the APIs, but just having some Android and iOS knowledge in terms of how emulators work, how simulators work, how the App Store works, how Google Play works, how you deploy apps, because those are things you're going to need to know at some point with NativeScript as well. Uh, again, we try to make these things as easy as possible, but you know we can't iTunes connect for you. It's a, something, a process that you're going to have to learn and get familiar with. So with NativeScript, we certainly encourage to be people to be familiar with some of these native development methodologies, because part of partly because you're going to need some of them, and also because you can just do a lot more if you have that background or that expertise. Here's a, here's a quick concrete example um, that my team have worked on uh, here in an app. The the background networking layer. So each platform has their a network stack involved, right? And um, this particular client we were working for, they needed to actually upload a video in the background, even if the user puts the app in the background and goes on and does other things. Um, in the web, you could upload things um, and the user could put the browser in the background and it might go for a little while, but it wouldn't be guaranteed that that networking stack at that point, once the JavaScript engine in the browser is put in the background, would actually um, get canceled. And so you know, a, a fundamental thing that this client needed to do in this app is they needed to assure that these video uploads would continue even if the user left the app and got, went on and did something else on their phone. Um, and that was just a fundamental thing that um, we couldn't uh, bridge uh, with 100% assurance um, using just web alone. And so this is where NativeScript was able to step in and we could actually handle that with the native uh, networking stack to actually ensure that that video, no matter if that app is back there, um, continue to upload without problem. And I'll say one last thing since we're running out of time. It's uh, It's been, well, so first off, you can find all these folks on Twitter, which is super awesome. But uh, if it wasn't for the native script folks in the community who are visible and who are willing to just help on Twitter, I would not 
have gotten excited or even thought about using NativeScript as a technology. So it's kind of funny, right? Because I think with technology, sometimes it's, hey, what are my friends doing? Hey, let me try that. So I wanted to thank all of you all for being there and, you know, for me to get to know you all and um, Sebastian as well, who was the first person who sort of like taught me native script in a sense, um, who's another really awesome folk person uh, who does DevRel in the native script community. So any last words, TJ? Yeah, so if you're interested in trying NativeScript, uh, head to nativescript.org. There's a big getting started button, get started button that'll jump out at you. You want to click that. It'll take you to NativeScript Playground that we talked about earlier, and it'll also jump you straight into a little mini tutorial that'll just teach you the absolute basics of NativeScript. So if any of this that you heard today interests you, nativescript.org, get started, you know, give it a try. Yeah, I'll also say that the docs are really awesome and really easy. And I really like we're, uh, working through the, um, what is it? Is it how to make it? It was, is it a cookbook or is it, a, can't remember what it actually is, but. Are you thinking groceries? May, yeah, maybe that's it. Yes. And I think TJ, you worked on that, right? A couple of us have. Yes. Yeah. So it's built in. It's one of the tutorials that if you go through that workflow, you'll, you'll end up going through. So excellent. Yeah, I love I love it. It just makes it so easy. Um, I always use NativeScript as the documentation as an example when I think about really good docs. So thank you. Thank you, team, for that. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Modern Web Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. This podcast is sponsored by NativeScript. Want to use your web skills to build iOS and Android apps? Try NativeScript. NativeScript is an open source framework for building native mobile apps using technologies you already know, like JavaScript, Angular, or Vue. Learn more at nativescript.org slash modernweb.